Welcome to Education Beat. Aman Vasquez, Executive Director of EdSource. After a year of distance learning, schools across California received state and federal funding this past school year that was meant to be used toward academic recovery. One promising approach has been intensive tutoring, but many parents and advocates are upset that the funding has not actually translated into a uniform approach for tutoring at all schools. In California's largest district, Los Angeles Unified, options vary widely from school to school, and according to district numbers, only one-fifth of students received tutoring this past school year. There really hasn't been kind of a cohesive statewide approach to ensuring that every underserved student who needs tutoring can access it. Why have districts been slow to invest in tutoring to recover from learning loss? What do parents want? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stavely. Distance learning was a frustrating experience for Cristina Sanchez and her son, who was a seventh grader in Los Angeles Unified when the pandemic began. Fue muy difícil, fue muy frustrante, este, porque pues no fallaba mucho la tecnología. Cristina says the technology failed a lot. Teachers would ask students to turn in homework in a certain program, but then that program wouldn't work. The internet would go out. It was so hard, she says, that her son ended up really behind. So this last school year, when her son went back to school in person for ninth grade, Cristina asked the school for tutoring. The school said they didn't have one-on-one tutors. What they did offer Cristina's son was homework help, before or after school. But it was in a big group, and they weren't giving individual attention to each student. Cristina says a tutor would have been something different. A tutor that would offer one-on-one attention, individualized learning, and build a relationship with students. But in the homework help, she says students weren't even getting their questions answered. Cristina was frustrated because her son was behind in math, English, and reading. And meanwhile, she was hearing the district talk a lot about learning loss in public meetings. Incluso ellos dijeron eso en las reuniones también estuvieron hablando acerca de they said they were going to help students recover from learning loss, Cristina says. But that's not happening. This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, why aren't more districts investing in frequent small group tutoring? EdSource reporter Kate Cicada wrote about the shortcomings of tutoring in Los Angeles Unified. Hi, Kate. Hi. So tell me first, why is tutoring such a big deal? You know, what evidence do we have that tutoring helps kids? So tutoring mostly has been kind of a big deal just because of just all the learning loss coming out of the pandemic and just virtual learning. And, you know, like not all families had adequate like access to the Internet to do classes. And, you know, it was just harder to be engaged and everything. And everybody was adapting right at this point. 
And so uh, a lot of students kind of grew behind because of that. And so it's been something that parents have been pushing for just to kind of combat that because generally it seems like, um, you know, high dosage, high frequency tutoring is very effective in helping students catch up. High dosage tutoring is defined as tutoring that's either one-on-one or in very small groups. Think three to four children at least three times a week. Many academic and advocacy groups have said this is one critical way schools can help students recover from their year of distance learning. One of those groups is the nonprofit advocacy organization Innovate Public Schools. Joanna French is the group's associate director of research and policy. So decades of research show that tutoring is a very effective strategy for addressing learning loss and accelerating learning. Tutoring that happens in small groups with regular frequent sessions, so thinking something like two to three sessions per week and high quality tutoring, has been shown to increase students' learning by up to 10 months. Kate, what did you find in in Los Angeles Unified? It's pretty interesting because when it comes to tutoring, it varies a lot just throughout the district and throughout even just the local districts. Because on the one hand, um, the district does have, you know, some partnerships with outside organizations, but they only reach, you know, a specific number of schools. And then, you know, other schools are relying more on like tutoring from teachers. And then, you know, even other schools have more just like kind of smaller like homework assistance kind of things you know, are relying more on like digital resources, um, like Ingenuity, for example, or Tutor.com. And so it really varies. And it's very much dependent on the schools themselves to really just put in the effort and, you know, make a program happen, basically. Right. And so some schools have a really robust tutoring program and others don't have much. Yeah. At the end of the day, it just really depends on what school you happen to be at, like what resources you get. Parents in Southeast LA, like Cristina Sanchez, are particularly frustrated. No existen en nuestras comunidades. Existen en otras comunidades más retiradas de aquí, pero lamentablemente acá nunca ha existido tutorías así individualizadas, ni siquiera tutorías en grupos pequeños. Tutoring doesn't exist in our communities, she says, only in communities that are far from here. Here, there has never been one-on-one or small group tutoring. Here's Kate again. Southeast LA is generally, um, you know, lower income than maybe comparison to like other parts of LA. Southeast LA is actually mostly just cities outside of LA, the city. And sometimes that will put them on the back burner for um, certain issues because it's smaller cities. There's kind of less of a focus. Like, again, like it varies from school to school on what resources they have, but a huge bulk of parents there are really frustrated about what opportunities they've gotten. Kate spoke with parents in Los Angeles Unified like Cristina Sanchez, whose kids didn't get tutoring, and she spoke with those whose kids did. A lot of them who who did get access to, you know, a little bit more of a ramped up version of the tutoring did say that it was really helpful just because it was personalized and they were able to kind of just work on growing the skills that, you know, the students were struggling with specifically. So there was one parent from South L.A., um, You know, both of her kids had the opportunity to work a little bit with Step Up Tutoring, which is one of the tutoring partnerships. I mean, in this case, LAUSD sort of helped launch this nonprofit. They're providing like tutoring to, you know, a select number of schools within the district. And so this family, you know, happened to go to one of the elementary schools that was being supported by the nonprofit. And one of the parents I spoke to, she said it was just really helpful to, yeah, get that kind of one-on-one insight, especially like her... um, 
her son only got a few sessions because he moved on to middle school and then the middle school um, didn't have it, but her daughter was able to kind of work throughout this school year on um, reading, especially, and like she was kind of looking to go toward more math help as well to just kind of help her build like a stronger foundation in the areas that she's been struggling. But she said that it's sort of been like a slow process just because, you know, there's just so much to work on but it's she's seen the steady improvement and like engagement too with her daughter which she was really happy to see but that experience isn't the norm according to numbers provided by la unified 20 percent of students receive tutoring this year but it's spotty school by school even though districts across the state have extra funding from covid relief advocates say they're not investing all that much in frequent one-on-one or small group tutoring here's joanna french again We're seeing just a variety of approaches. So some districts are using online tutoring programs, but they really vary in quality and there's not a lot of consistency around the quality of the tutoring that is being used or ensuring that tutoring is being provided that's specifically geared towards more underserved students. So for instance, English learners or students with IEPs and 504 plans, you know, districts may be saying they're providing tutoring But what we're really seeing on the ground and hearing from families is those are just homework help centers, um, but no one is actually directly providing tutoring. And when we think of as researchers, when we think of what is high quality tutoring and how do we define that, it's improving students' critical thinking skills. It's using models like Socratic questioning um, to help students improve. It's not just providing homework help or answering students' questions for homework. Why do you think that so many districts are not spending the money on tutoring. It's like, it seems like kind of the perfect time. They have all this money. Is it the districts are unable to, they're unwilling? Like what's kind of what's happening, do you think? What we've heard through district leaders, teachers, um, and also parents is kind of a variety of reasons. So One, service providers, um, maybe there being fewer service providers in different areas, so districts don't know who to partner with to expand tutoring services. Potentially, the staffing shortages that we know districts are facing across the state playing a role, and especially districts not knowing who they could hire up to be tutors and who they could train to be tutors. Um, And then also just kind of differences in understanding of of who really could be an effective tutor. And that's where a lot of the evidence shows that you don't need to necessarily have credentialed teachers to be tutors. Really, tutors can be effective as long as they receive consistent training. And so paraprofessionals can can play a role. Retired teachers can can play a role um, and be very effective. In the case of Los Angeles Unified, the district originally budgeted $54 million for tutoring this year. But Innovate Public Schools is saying that the district didn't actually spend that money. Kate, how did LA Unified respond to those allegations? Yeah, it's actually kind of complicated to like look at the numbers for this um, because there's definitely funding coming out of just different pockets. The district had marked $54 million, like when it approved the budget in June, and that was dropped down to $24 million in March, I believe. And so that's kind of where uh, Innovate had been pushing um, was about that specific fund, because that's specifically like a category for tutoring. But then there's also like other pockets of, you know, just recovering funding, for example, from like federal and state for COVID relief and like that kind of thing. So like you can look at like, for example, the expanded learning opportunities grant 
And that was something Innovate was pushing for as well, to use more of that money. And so the district has used some of that money for tutoring. For example, like the contracts they have with um, some of the outside tutoring that they've brought in. But then again, it's only like reached some students. There were about 7,500 students that got tutoring from outside sources, for example, like that particular funding, you know, out of a school district, that is 400,000 students, a little over that. Did you ask LA Unified why they haven't done a centralized approach or why some schools are really not offering tutoring and parents seem really frustrated? Yeah, so they chose to provide a more like localized approach to tutoring just so that schools could adapt it to however they needed it. But then again, you know, it really just depends on how much school can provide in terms of like effort toward that. Um, And so, you know, it's worked out really well for some schools that, you know, have the ability to um, dedicate more toward tutoring and like put together that sort of support. But for, you know, schools that don't necessarily um, have that or like, you know, don't maybe have the, (laughs) the time or whatever it may be, it kind of puts them at more of a disadvantage in that sense. So what did the advocates from Innovate Public Schools tell you about what they want to see LA Unified do? Yeah, so they're definitely pushing for more of a centralized approach for tutoring, just because it's easier for parents to navigate since it's kind of, it would, you know, provide the same resources to like students across the board. And then just to be able to like really be able to track that, Um, because another issue that's kind of come out of this is because it varies so much from school to school, it's really hard to make comparisons about like how successful each of these tutoring opportunities are. And so, you know, that's another thing to be able to track and like actually track the progress of students. And then just for this district to, you know, put more funding toward tutoring and actually use it and use it in a manner that affects like all students. Parents involved with Innovate Public Schools, like Cristina Sanchez, are advocating throughout the state for more tutoring. They asked the governor and legislature to dedicate $3.5 billion in the budget for high-quality tutoring to make sure every student from a low-income family could get it. That's so far not in the budget for next year. But at the local level, parents are still pushing, too. And when school districts won't expand tutoring programs, Innovate Public Schools is turning to cities. After a group of Latina moms in San Jose advocated for more tutoring, the city approved $2 million to expand tutoring through the Public Library Foundation. Mayors from Huntington Park and Southgate in southeast Los Angeles also invested about $200,000 in tutoring this summer. In southeast L.A., Cristina Sanchez and other parents were able to connect with some UCLA students who volunteered free one-on-one tutoring services to students for a few months last year. Cristina says her son benefited from that tutoring, but he still needs help to be ready for 10th grade. She recently saw a report that estimates students in LAUSD are about 22 weeks behind in math and 18 weeks behind in reading on average. And she's upset that tutoring is available at other schools in other parts of the district, but not in her neighborhood. She says the students here urgently need one-on-one tutoring, or in groups of two or three students, not in big groups. She hopes the district will offer it. If not, she says, parents are going to keep fighting for it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. 
You can read Kate's story at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guests, Cristina Sanchez, Joanna French, and Kate Sequeira. Our director is Anne Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the S.H. Cowell Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.